Are you looking for someone to help you with your roof, siding, and gutters projects? Look no further than CRC Renovations. Serving the Lexington and surrounding communities for over 20 years, this family-based company can help you with all of your exterior needs. Call the folks over at CRC Renovations at 859-327-3913. Again, that's 859-327-3913. Sean, I noticed your landscaping the other day looks fantastic. I hate landscaping. I know that you aren't a big fan of landscaping. Who did it for you? Well, it wasn't me. Well, I didn't figure. I contacted the guys over at Horizon Landscaping. Mike and Jimmy, they did an excellent job. And it was super affordable. Are they local? They are local. And you can reach them on Facebook by reaching out to Mike Wills, or you can call them at 859-274-6571. Again, that's 859-274-6571 for all of your landscaping needs. Well, I'm definitely going to give them a call. Thanks. Five seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and Havacek steals it. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung lane, drive left field, one run is in, here comes Breen, here's the throw to the plate, he is safe, Braves win, Braves win, Braves win, Braves win. So, five seconds left in the game, do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you've all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts. Sean Big Papa Kite, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to Come the Come on down, down to Pizza Town, grab yourself a slice. You all totally prepared for that. <laughs> I know, I knew he was going to sing it, but he didn't know that I was going to sing it. And we didn't know that we were going to sing it just now. Anywho, Sean Wesley, it was it was either that or I take it all about cats and be like, oh wait, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a little early on that. I'm a little early on that. I remember that. <laughs> Anywho, he was he was like watching the clock, like and <laughs> and he said it, and he's like, I got it in, I got it. Oh, in. they just kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's why we you know we were talking about the the rules and regulations for this year's pick 'em. That we're going to start tonight was like, 
I mean, you, you, you didn't want us to put Thursday games on there, so Adam should not be able to pick underdog games on Tuesday night Mac games. So uh, I, f- I feel like if he's going to do that, he needs to be in attendance. <laughs> you can't you can't send in a Tuesday night pick if you're not going to be here. That's that's true. He'll probably be here by then, though. Maybe. Yeah, that's week seven. Yeah, week seven. Is that when they go that's to Tuesday week, night? Yep. Maction. That's, that's funny. That's the worst. What? Maction? That's as bad as time to bake. <laughs> no, it's not. You yes, can't it. get no satisfaction. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where you were going to go with that. I think at first you weren't sure. <laughs> I, w- I was trying to figure out, do I say satisfaction? <laughs> Mattis? 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 action <laughs> It sounded good the way we did it, though. <laughs> so, the Pizza Town jingle. I mean, it's been pretty popular. I'm telling you, a lot of people are talking about it. So, my wife, I, I shared the uh, the uh, text with you guys today. I was like, I swear to God, if I'm in Kroger and somebody comes up and yells, <laughs> Come Coming on. down to Pizza Town. So, please, if you see my wife out there. Oh, Kroger, don't you worry. Let me tell you. Sing the song to her. When I hugged, She'll appreciate it. Last night when, uh, when uh, Skylar got baptized and she come down and I hugged her. It took everything I, I in you. I started to go, come on down to pizza time. <laughs> she might have lost her religion because she absolutely hates that song. Well, it's out there for the well, masses now. As soon as we open up the pizza shop, then we're all going to be singing it. I can't so. wait for what Coach. I'm, next time we have Coach Mays on, which is going to be, I don't know, late October or something like that, we'll be like, hey, you ever been to Pizza Town? Grab yourself a slice there. <laughs> He'll be like, where? Uh, uh, knowing him, he's going to come on and go, boys, I love the pizza town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just the thoughts that go through my head. Yeah, the, the thing about it is, is you have it completely written out. I, I'm, I'm several verses in, and, yes. And, and it's like, it's there, you know? So, yeah. I thought it was funny. So, anyways, Sean Neal and Wes here tonight. And uh, Adam, Adam. Well, he's still mourning. Bueller, he's mourning. He's mourning the loss, the loss of the great Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt did die. So did the Funker. Yeah, Terry Funk. And then Bob Barker died Bob Saturday. Barker. And then I'd be danged if I didn't see a news break today that Elton John's in the hospital. I said, I swear to God, if 2023 takes Elton John too, I like in a, a week, <laughs> like Bray Wyatt, the Funker, Bob Barker, who by the way. In ultimate baller status, he got as close to a dollar without going over. hundred. <laughs> right. I know. What a a dollar, dollar is one zero zero. Yep. That's a hundred. Well, saw an interview. Uh, of, I saw an interview with Bob Barker the other day that they were playing an old one. It was talking about him being at Happy Gilmore. They asked him, you know, to be in Happy Gilmore. And he goes, well, do I get to fight Adam? And they go, oh, yeah, 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 it's a fight scene. We got a stunt guy. He goes, no, I don't want to do it if there's a stunt guy. Right. He goes, I want to fight. I know how to fight. And he's like, I didn't do the roll down the hill. That was a stunt guy. And he said, and he broke two ribs. So I'm kind of glad that he did that one. <laughs> he said, but the rest of it was on me, you know. Price he, is wrong, and he, Bob. <laughs> and he said, he said, that was in like 94-ish, 93, 94. Yeah. And he goes, I I." Didn't retire from the show until 2007. He goes, every single episode, people wanted to talk about Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And he said, he said it was huge for my career. Is Bob he, Barker's a legend. Is 
Oh, he's by far, in my eyes, the best game show host ever. I think I it's fair. I would agree with that. I mean, Pat, there would be I, people would, that would put Pat I, Sajak up there. I, I would put Alex Trebek ahead of Pat Sajak. I would too. Because, and I'll tell you why, I liked how Bob Barker ran things, but he would be sarcastic. And he was... He would he would be sarcastic enough to be like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I watched one clip where the woman was using, had to write out five numbers to win a car, and she kept writing, and he and kept she kept writing the same that, number, and he was like, you've already written it, yeah, write a different number, just making her so nervous, <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, at the very last one, she just went, and it won, and he yeah. sat down like, are you kidding me? Did that really just happen? I know. So but he I will say that Bob Barker and Alex Trebek are the two that are most synonymous. When you think of Price is Right and you think of Jeopardy, they're the guys you think of. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Pat Sajak wasn't the original guy on Wheel of Fortune. He's actually the second guy. And, uh, yeah, but and I mean, nobody who knows, knows who the first guy exactly. was. Well, and Ryan Seacrest is number three. Yep, I saw that. Do you think that's a mistake? Uh, I think he'll be okay. Do you think that it oh, should have been his? Pat Sajak's job. Because okay. Pat Sajak's retiring at the end of the year. I yes. did not know that. After 40 years? Something like that. I, I also think Vanna should retire with him. I agree with that. She probably Do will. Do you think that? Okay, now wait a minute. So I was going to say, don't you think that Pat Sajak's daughter should have taken his spot? I think she should take Vanna's spot. Bingo. Yeah. I because they've been agree. bringing Pat Sajak's daughter on at the end of the show. <laughs> And they have for a little while. I think she should take Vanna's spot, and then Ryan Seacrest can take. I think that would be, um, you know, keep the. And she's is Ken Jennings still doing the uh, Ken Jennings and uh, what's her name the Blossom Blot yes from <laughs> um, that's like the astrophysicist that was from in Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. They they Mishka? rotate M- Mishka. Was she Blossom? Yeah, that's Blossom. I'm glad you right. knew Blossom. Blossom. <laughs> Yep, that was Blossom. Didn't know that. But she's actually an actual scientist. Yeah, like yes. she's a genius. She yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She doesn't just play a genius on TV. Yeah. She is a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So So anyways, we've had we've had some It was a rough week. We've had a rough when week. When I text my I, but, mom cuz she loves Wheel of Fortune or, or shoot. Well, Wheel of Fortune and uh Price is Right. I text her and I said Bob Barker died and she's oh my gosh and I was like this has been a week. I said, I'm ready for this week to be over with. I said, we've lost two wrestlers, and now we've lost Bob Barker. Well, being, a, a, being a wrestling podcast at our core. We are at our I core. I mean, Terry Funk, you know, was a great wrestler. He is a little older. But, you know, you don't want to ever lose like a wrestler. Years. Because he was he was iconic. He was probably, correct me if I'm wrong, he was probably one of the very first really hardcore when he, hardcore when match, you think hardcore. of American style hardcore, you, you think of two people, and it's Terry Funk and Mick Foley. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and they were the best of friends. And I, I think what I think what hurts the most with Bray White is the fact that he was active. What and, hurts uh, the most and, was being so close. And, and like he was on the verge of of coming coming back, and he's been sick apparently with COVID. So I just read before we came on the air that he was not wearing. He was, I guess, given um, prescribed a wearable defibrillator, and he was not wearing said defibrillator at the time the heart attack happened. So you wonder. I mean, we can only speculate at this point. Had he been wearing it, maybe he's still around. But 
if it's his time to go, it's his time to go. That's I mean, true. he was thirty six. It's it's and, so and unbelievable. So how in the world was he going to wrestle if if his heart was in that kind of condition? Now, I, I don't know. But here's what I do know: is I had multiple people ask me, "Why is this such a big deal?" I've I've seen a ton of that. So, for those of you that don't know, why it's such a big deal? One, he's one, he was thirty six years old. Right. He's younger than everybody that's on this show. He would have at least 10 years left. At least. Um, you hear from all the other pro wrestlers that talk about him, and he was a genuinely well-liked dude. Yep. Um, could always make you laugh. You know, I've heard that multiple times. I've heard he's got a smile that lights up an entire room. Um, how many videos have you seen of him out with his family or walking through an airport and somebody asked for an autograph and he signed every – I have yet to see a video where he looked at somebody and said, no, get the camera out of my face. Well, I, I saw a video. There was They were out back of a place and there was just this one kid and his dad. And they, was that when they, he moved the gate? Yeah, he come over and he yeah. moved the gate and come around the gate to hug the kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, so he was just a good dude. He, you know, he grew up in the business. His, yeah. his, his dad, his uncle, his grandfather, his brother. I mean, they just they're in the business, yeah. right? So, um, not only was he a good dude, he was a great storyteller. Probably to, and and he was a creative genius. Probably to a fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the confines of cable television didn't allow us to see what he was fully capable of. Yeah. Um, but we had been reading that he was on the verge of coming back, that he was potentially going to be in a feud with the hottest baby face in the, in the company right now in Cody Rhodes. Um, just all these that and, and that would have been fantastic. It would, oh, and and, yeah. I, and I and I know you weren't a fan at first, um, but it would have been fantastic. And because just the mic work that they would have yeah. done, and the story that they could have told, um, Bray got pigeonholed for a little while that they booked him like a main event guy, and I think that's unfair to him because not everybody can be the main event guy, like yeah. not. But it's perfectly fine to be the mid card guy that occasionally dabbles in the main event. Did, did you realize that the Fiend character was three years old? And the Fiend the Fiend character started in 2019 and didn't die off until 2021. Yeah. And But we went through all of that time frame where we had no fans. Yeah. That, you know, that made that really challenging, right? Um, so did the... Did we ever see the Fiend with an audience? 2019 and then WrestleMania of 2021. That's when, when he... When they killed the character off. And when they yeah. killed the character, they, he lost uh, Randy Orton. Right. Yeah. So, it makes you wonder, like, if we... Because the individual... the When the Bray Wyatt character itself, I think he held the world title twice. Um... I think you're right. I think that's right. And the Fiend had it had the Universal at least twice. And I think the Bray Wyatt character was fine as the world champion. He would have been fine. If they just kept tweaking it. And I don't know if it was him. Why or did was, they go away from the Wyatt family? That was when I wasn't I, watching. I don't I don't really know. I mean, Luke Harper got pushed as a single star, and he held the Intercontinental title for a little while. I was gonna. I, I'm glad you said that because I was gonna say, and I'm still learning from 
from the the um, know-it-alls of, of wrestling here. But it seemed like to me that The Fiend was a bad avenue to put Bray in instead of just continuing well, with the Wyatt need, family. He did not need the title. Well, so the that problem the, is yeah. Bray would, and he probably would, you know, God rest his soul, would have said today that The Fiend saved his life and career. He was he was he was on a he was on a fast train out of town, and he came up with this idea, and it, they they let him do it, and it saved his career definitely. I I loved the fiend. I I loved the 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 multi personality. I loved how you had the the fun house with Bray Wyatt, who was the you know the Mister Rogers character, and then this deeper darker inside Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I, I think. I think that would have would have lasted for a long time had they just kept the title off of him. Well, see, so but what what happened in a Vince McMahon ran WWE is when somebody got hot, a la Kofi Kingston, a la Daniel Bryan, Vince saw no other option than to put the world title on them. Well, when you put the world title on a guy that you've booked that is indestructible, that's the way you booked him, it's hard to take the belt off of him at that point. So then they have the answer, for some unknown reason, was have Bill Goldberg squash him in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's right. I remember. That was so bad. Like, it didn't need to happen. Yeah. And, th- and that's... That's Goldberg going, I'm not losing to him. Right. You could have very easily, if you wanted to take the belt off of him, and I've said, listen, make it a more than two-person match, triple threat, fatal four-way, and put some kind of crazy stipulation in place. And don't have him get beat. Have it beat somebody else. Beat the other guy. Have the other two beat him up, put him over in the corner, throw the desk and the chairs on top of him, and then fight for 30 seconds to a minute in the ring and somebody pin, boom, be over. I mean, we see handcuffs involved in pro wrestling all the time. Handcuff that dude somewhere, like you said, and he can't get up. And then it's like, oh, okay, the Fiend lost his title, but he didn't get beat. So I felt like he got pushed to, and and then they didn't know what to do with him. Of course, uh, Bray also had the tendency to get hurt. Yeah, uh, he was hurt slash sick a whole lot. And um, his matches as the Fiend were not as good as his matches as Bray Wyatt. But you were talking about what happened to the Wyatt family. Luke Harper got a singles push, and then Braun Strowman caught on like wildfire. Yeah, and they felt like they had to separate Braun Strowman from the Wyatt family. So that concept video that you sent me the other day would have worked. Would have been fantastic. I, he didn't share it to you guys. So, do you remember the Ascension, Connor and Victor? Maybe they were kind of a knockoff, a, a ch- like a Wish dot com version of like a mix between the Road Warriors and Demolition. Okay, they had the face paint um, and kind of a weird garb and stuff. They weren't very good. They were better in NXT than they were in WWE. I feel like I so know what you're talking about now. Uh, they partnered up with. Stardust towards the end of Cody's first run, mm-hmm. and they were Cosmic Wasteland. Was, <laughs> a, was their tag team? Uh, <laughs> but they had Bray, and the 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 video was Bray sitting in his iconic rocking chair. Yeah, right. uh, you have Harper and Rowan, 
you have Victor from Ascension there, and then you have Summer Ray, kind of like she kind of like crawls, crawls up the video. And she, like you can tell that like it's the Wyatt family, and she like she was the pet. There's some weird relationship between these two, and we don't really know. It would have really worked. But that was the first concept. That only works if Luke Harper doesn't get a singles push. Yeah. Um, but you and I, you know, uh, the three of us had a conversation that Bray Wyatt was never any better than he was when he was the leader of the Wyatt family. And then they tried to do kooky things. They brought Randy Orton in and they brought Daniel Bryan. Like, we tried to mess with things too much. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen, and, you know, and we'll never know, we can what if it to death. A Wyatt family under the Triple H era. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were headed towards that kind of with the Wyatt Six. But we just didn't get the opportunity for that. So So the question now remains two, actually. One, does the WWE re-sign Eric Rowan? I think they ought to. He was there the other night. And two, do we let Bo Dallas work out his Uncle Howdy character? Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of all of a sudden I've seen two or three just articles from you know crappy Facebook um, uh, um, wrestling sites and whatnot. But that was the main question on uh, that had been popping up. You know, uh, Bo Dallas, you know, continues as a Uncle Howdy, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know. What? You know, can, oh, go ahead. Can he? You don't want to replace him. You can't. But do you want to? continue that story and put anybody together can he as uncle howdy be that leader as bray would have been i think and i told sean this other day i think carrying cross could be the leader i kind of like that i think i think carrying cross who apparently was really really close to bray white to the point that he got bray white's moth firefly tattooed on his arm gotcha um so did Braun Strowman. So did Shotzi Blackheart. Um, I think Cross's character, he already has Scarlet. Which would be good. I think there's, it's kind of dark. It would be good for Cross because he needs a, Cross he needs needs a facelift. Cross needs something. Yeah. So if we insert, we obviously can't call it the Wyatt Six. But if you can take that framework, insert Karrion Cross as the leader. I think I think it could work in a tribute type of role, right? Right. Not we're not trying to. I'm not replacing you, but I'm using because I think Bray Wyatt would be tickled to death if a guy was able to take a version of his character, some of what he brought, and make himself relevant. Because Bray reinvented himself multiple times. Yeah. So, and I think Karrion Cross could be that guy. Yeah. So one one last thing to that. What I thought was cool, you made the comment the other day that uh, the WWE are are giving Wyatt's family the proceeds from any future merchandise sold on the website. So, oh, so nice. I thought that was pretty so. Anytime cool. they sell Bray Wyatt stuff, and I mean they own the rights to Bray Wyatt, so they will always sell. And, Bray and Wyatt I stuff. guarantee you, it sold out over the weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, anyways. All right, so that was a good little tribute segment. I mean, uh, listen, at wh- the end of the day. And I, I know this first 20 minutes was a wrestling thing, but it, it was a different type of wrestling. It, it was. And, and, and I mean, it's because it's a huge deal to the sports entertainment world. Um, you know, as Wes said, 
so eloquently. We are a wrestling podcast at our core. Yeah. Um, we all four talk pro wrestling. We were, t- I mean, Wes was looking for the games for Pickham and he said he had to scroll through wrestling stuff that we were talking about to get to the games that we had decided on. (laughs) So, I mean, wrestling is still something that's near and dear to our heart. Uh, so it did have to be talked about, but, uh, it's funny this weekend, you know, this was during the part where I know Sean wasn't watching and I don't know if you were watching full time or not, but, uh, the Wyatt family was, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of a, Eh, fan. There wasn't anybody that really I I gravitated towards uh, until Bray Wyatt were here. <laughs> blows out the blows out the lantern. Yep. Like that was the best. And uh, so that Christmas that they debuted, and this weekend uh, one of my girls was uh, sleeping on the couch, and she had my wife got me a follow the buzzards Wyatt family follow the buzzards like Afghan. And she was covered up with it, and she she was like, "Dad, what is this?" <laughs> so I got to share with her what that was. Yeah. So you know, Bray Wyatt is. I've I've asked both of you all this, and I will I will maintain it. He could go down as one of the greatest what ifs in pro wrestling history. Um, at the end of the day, there are four kids and a and a fiance that were left without their dad and future husband at a very early age um so prayers up for his family and friends uh but you know bray would want them to especially the wrestlers to go on and because he's like i said third generation wrestler he knows the business and he wants the business to thrive and and i I would and the last thing i'll say about bray is bray made the wrestling business better well it's not going to be the last thing because i've got one more point and i know that i know that uh, our podcast i know when we start talking wrestling our numbers are not the greatest just hang with us guess what this is pretty this is a pretty big deal this doesn't happen every day the clip of randy orton shows how much bray meant to his kids mm-hmm. and shows how much he told other wrestlers that his kids meant to him and how you need to be, you know, I think he actually talked to other wrestlers like, listen, you need to be this way with your kids also because it's a big deal. It's, right. it's a major change in your life when you had kids. That clip that Randy Orton put out, you're right. The, the, you, you put it out and you immediately texted that's going to make Randy Orton retire. It was Sean that said oh, that. That was me. Oh, it was, it was you. But I, I, I it was. Well, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, but. And, and I saw Seth. Seth Rollins that. breaks down in the middle of the ring. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. I saw well, that too. I told you all, do not watch the video yeah. that he posted on TikTok. He sits there for the first 15 seconds and goes. He couldn't say anything. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. And, and then right. I'm like. And I'm like at that point, I'm like, I can't watch anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, he he ends that by saying, I ta- I had just talked to him last week and a week before, or something like that. And then he says, and he said, as we got ready to get off phone, he said, hug your kids. I mean, I and know, I like, like <clears throat> it's a wrestling thing, but he was an active guy, right? So this this is like, this is like a a, a, a Demar Hamlin situation right. that that where he wasn't survive, you know, where he did, where he wouldn't have survived, or or. 
your favorite baseball player who's actively playing right. w- dies in the middle, you know. Lynn right. Bias. I mean, th- I mean, I mean yeah. right. So Absolutely. One, it, it's it's the same thing for wrestling fans. You know, we lost a guy that we all, like, anxiously awaited that whenever he came back at um, Extreme Rules, at Extreme Rules, like, oh, we're going off the show, and then the lights go out, and we're like, holy crap, he's and, back. And Michael Cole was like, are we still on the air? That was the – yeah, I yeah. thought that was so funny. Michael Cole's so good. But to that point, Wes, uh, he was a family man. Yeah. And uh, family was very important to him. So, um, I mean, like Sean said, I don't know that we could have done the show today, whether we started with him, closed with him, whatever, and not talked a little bit about Brad I know White. somebody that I would have loved to have his point of view, and that would have been Microphone Mike, because he was a big Bray Wyatt yeah. uh, mark and um, – it would have been nice to have his um, take his, on it. Yeah, take on it. But anyways. But anyway, all that said, Bray, Terry Funk, Bob Barker, rest in peace. Rip. So now on to the meat of the show, right? <laughs> meat. <laughs> uh, do we want to do college football predictions first, or we do we want to do our pick em segment? Listen, I haven't prepared for either one of them, so I don't care. I mean, I honestly did not expect you to. I honestly didn't even know what the games were till I picked two of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, we're doing the pick'em? No, I, I picked. I picked the South Carolina North Carolina game. I was like, oh, that was already on the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so let's do the pick'em. Let's do them. Let's roll. So we well, first. Mi- first, I was gonna say, are you gonna explain the rules? Right. So we mixed it up just a little bit this year. Just a bit outside. Last year we did. Uh, four games that we universally all agreed to. Same thing as this year. You pick the winner, right? That That's one point apiece. Dub. But our dog is a little bit different. Remember last year we did a dog. If they won. Uh, Tom. You got. Dog. That oh, should oh, be oh, our, oh, not a super dog. It should be the atomic dog. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um. <laughs> My atomic <laughs> dog. Atomic dog. Bow, wow, wow. <laughs> yibby yo, yibby yay. Bow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, um, last year, if you picked the underdog, you had to pick them to win outright. It was five points, right? At the end of the year, Neil beat all three of us by one point. Boom. By it was, one point. It was 67 to 66 to 66 to 66. He was down by 10 points. There was no way of coming back. And he hits two straight dogs. And you're like, are you kidding me with that? Listen, I just like to make things interesting. You hit a two atomic dogs. Atomic. <laughs> so I can't get the song out of my head. So I'm like, bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Come on down to pizza town. Grab yourself a slice. It's gone now. It's gone. <laughs> you're right. It is pizza town. I, I'm 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 gonna buy one of those sound boxes. I'm getting one of those because we need both of those as a sound bite, right? Um, I, and I'm gonna give it to you along with I'm gonna give boom it, I'm gonna give it to Neil to control, so he just oh, randomly God. like that's what she said. <laughs> Don't do that. Wes has got the cough. It, be <laughs> Wes, Wes can't talk. <laughs> It'll be nothing but just just sound bites all through the. No, give me some credit. I, listen, I have good comedic timing. Bray Wyatt. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Hey, hush your mouth. So, anyways, we made a little bit of a change. 
this year we're going, the dog has got to we're going to take the the point spread into this. Mm-hmm. So if if you are picking the dog and you take the points and they cover, you get the five points. If you make them your atomic dog. Bow, wow, wow, you be yo, you be yay, bow, wow, 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 wow. I'm stuck, sorry. I'm like. Dude, I need to smack him. Like, the knee was stuck. What's the, I'm like Millie Vanilli. Lip syncing? The, and then the record got, got caught. Because the, oh, yeah. the record got stuck. Oh, right. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. So, anyways. We done been um, caught. On the, but now you have to name it as your. You have to say, I'm taking dog. Team A to win. Now, if Team they, A is my. Atomic dog. Atomic dog. And if they win. That's 10 points. If they lose, you lose your five points that you get right. on the Even spread. Even if they cover the spread, when you, when you, when you atomic dog it, you have you get, to. You, you get a big zero. You forego covering. Big goose egg. Huh? It's a pretty decent goose. <laughs> Talk to me, goose. That's, there's, an, there's another soundboard thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it needs to be. Talk to me, goose. <laughs> oh my Somebody's God. gonna call us in and be like, "Hey, can you can you record that so I can put?" I'm a pretty big hunter, and that was pretty good. You actually, there were four geese that flew in my backyard as I was. I was, I was listening left. to the podcast while I was hunting, and it was so loud that it was just calling the geese in. <laughs> I just kept going. I just kept going. I got just ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I have Adam's picks. We don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's not here. Burp, Zeros. Burp. Right. Um, so you know we could just give him the big what for and just take opposite of everything he picks. <laughs> the big hey, Adam. The big DX jump. <laughs> well, I mean, unless he wins all four of them. And then, and then we, we could, then we we could mulligan. That wasn't really his pick, so I, I don't care. I will tell you this. He's Already putting a super dog, or I mean, an atomic dog. Oh, he's already on messed the board. it up. Nice. All right. He's already putting an atomic dog on the board. So we just are we going to go through and you tell the game, and we yeah. You start West, me, and then you can do Adams. Yeah, yeah. So first game on the slate, I've got Louisville at Georgia Tech. I think this is a sneaky good game. You got two new head coaches. You got Louisville, who took Georgia Tech's quarterback. It's not like he's not going to know what Georgia Tech does. He went to Nebraska. Did he? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> he was at Louisville till they got rid of Satter White Field. Field. Yes. Whiny baby. I knew it was Satter something. Yeah. Satter Whiny. Now he's Satter on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now he's going to be starting for Nebraska. Okay. Sorry. Misspoke. That's okay. So Louisville at Georgia Tech. You're first. Um, I think Jeff Brom is going to start out on the right note here and. Get the dub. This is going to pain you to say it. You're, you're going to go with Louisville too, aren't you? I am. West with Louisville? Don't say it too loud. Adam also said Louisville. I'm going to go Louisville. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going Rainbow Brick. I, I was. So Georgia we got, Tech. We got the wash on that one. So Which means none of us will win. Right. Got you, Cardinals uh, teeth. you got the uh, University of North Carolina at the University of South Carolina. 
This is probably some battle for the bowl. I'm surprised they're playing in the. Uh, do they usually play week one? No, it's usually they usually week play. 12. Yeah, I was gonna say they usually play when everybody plays their rivals right that, close that, to the end of the season. Clemson they'll in South Carolina that does the rival uh, games. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're okay. right. So who you got, Sean? Well, I really like Drake May. I thought this was going to be a. You weren't first, going way back. You, you went first last time, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, I went first like forty-seven straight weeks. You're like, no, I didn't go first last time. Fine, I'll just go first. <laughs> that was so awesome. Um, little a little flashback there. Anyways, I like Drake May. Their defense sucked last year. I don't know that their defense is any better, and I think Shane Beamer might have South Carolina headed in the right direction. It's the first time that Rattler has been on the same daggone team with the same coach his entire career. So I'm going to go with South Carolina being at home. Going with the going with cocky. Go on, Neil. I'm going to set mine up. Okay. I think Shane Beamer's a prick, and I don't like him. So I'll never pick for Shane Beamer. Okay. Give me Father Time, Mac Brown, and them tar holes. Adam is also going with South Carolina. You know, nobody knows who this is. He's picking South Carolina because that's their home song. It's the worst build-up ever. I'm going South Carolina. I think Shane, Shane Beamer's got something going on. I think Luke May's good, but I it's, think it's I think Luke May played for North Carolina in basketball a few years ago. You're right about that. <laughs> Drake is going to be a much better professional than Luke ever thought about. You're me. right about that, but I think that Spencer Rattler might show up and be like, "No, nope, I'm going to win this game." Yeah, well, I still think Shane Beamer's a prick. So that's our first point difference. Right I now. agree with you. I think he's a pretty good coach. I think he's a prick. I mean, in all honesty, we're not we're not picking who's which coaches. No, I'm just telling you that's the reason I'm not picking South Carolina. <laughs> there you go. Um, we have University of Texas San Antonio UTSA Roadrunners Roadrunners at Houston. Beep, beep. Um, I'm telling you what, I think this could be the best game of the weekend. Roadrunners I mean, versus Cougars. It's what a one and a half point. It was one and a half point earlier. Yeah. Um. I'm going with them road runners. I agree with you. Um, their quarterback is like the second coming of uh, Bennett. Been in the league for like eight years now. Yep. So their offense is really good, and I like their head coach. So I agree. Going to go with the road runners. Well, this is boring. Me, me. Because I'm going to road runners too, because I okay. don't pick any team. That is coached by Dana Hogers. It's funny that you said that because Adam said UTSA. I'll never pick Dana to win. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he left the West Virginia Mountaineer fans with a bad taste in their mouth. Their coach, UTSA's coach, really knows how to uh, coach up a running back. They've had three or four really good running backs back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Um, it, it's a shame that uh, McCormick get a kid. Uh, got hurt, and it, he's been on IR ever since he hit the uh, NFL. I thought he was going to be a 
a splash in the NFL, and he's just gotten hurt and never, never yeah. gotten. Uh, and they changed, uh, they changed uh, divisions. I think they went to the uh, AAC this year. From the, uh, that's uh, better for them. Oh, what's that? Are they were they in the Mountain West? No, the the oh crap, can't think of the name of it now. Where Tulane and, and them all went to the AAC the Conference Sun USA Belt. Sun, Sun Belt. Shoo, good grief! All right, uh, last game LSU at Florida State. Big game, big game, big game coming right out the gate. I mean, you got two legitimate. Uh, le- They're top ten. This is a five no. versus eight pick. They're two legitimate teams that could hoist the national championship trophy. Yep. Um, Where's that at? Florida State. I think this is a statement game for Brian Kelly. I think he's got L- LSU's for real. The SEC West is wide open. Go Tigers. If this game was in LSU at 7.30, I would have said, no questions asked, is LSU. Now I think it's going to be a close game, being that it's in Tallahassee. I still think the Tigers take care of business. Go Tigers. Well, go Tigers. Florida State went into LSU last year in that same situation and won a close game. It was a massive comeback for LSU in the second half to get it to close, but Florida State wound up winning them. This year, I don't think it's going to be as close, so I'm going Florida State. Yeah, I figured. So we literally have two picks that are on the board. What's, what's Adam? Uh, Adam wanted LSU as well. You know what? That's okay. Sorry. Because if people will listen to us, we're pretty good at this stuff. I mean, we were right 72% of the time last year. Hmm. I was right more than you guys, but just barely. I mean, one point. Listen, you all fight for second place all you want to. <laughs> it like it did last year. This is going to come down to the dog pick every time. So, all right. Well, do you want me to start with Adam's dog yeah, pick? Start with Adam's because you're, then, you're just because like, he wrote a paragraph for this. Yeah, of course oh. he did. Yeah. yeah. So, underdog pick for Adam. Is it underdog or atomic dog? Oh, I'm sorry. It is. Well, I'll just I'll just read it. Okay. This way. Years ago, there was a coach at a school who had a run-and-gun system. No matter the QB in the system, they always churned out video game-type numbers. Fast forward to 2023, and one of those quarterbacks is in year two as a head coach, and he's brought back the run-and-gun style. This week's underdog pick is Hawaii over Stanford. Make it an atomic dog. Okay. Now, Hawaii they have, just they have lost... Um, to Vanderbilt. <laughs> and Vanderbilt, they don't have a stadium, <laughs> and their scoreboard gets hu- held up by Vanderbilt cranes. Vanderbilt ran the ball for 20, 29 times for 39 yards. And, and and Hawaii, their locker room was a tent. was a tent. Yeah. And it's going to be like that until they get their stadium. And that's wrong. That's that, Listen, we're, we're in the SEC. <laughs> I mean, their first SEC game is versus Kentucky. Mark Stoops better uh, – if I was Mark Stoops, I'd be having a cow right now. Are they on the road at Vanderbilt? Yes. I'd be like, we're not doing that crap. We're not staying in the tent. Although, it's a little bit of gamesmanship. Vandy could just say, sorry, no, we had no – Right. So, sorry. Wes, you go next. Uh, I'm not ready. What do you mean you're not ready? I'm not ready with my oh, – He's got to find another song to play. 
No, 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 no. He just got to look at the. No, no, no. So, I'm ready. So, I'll go next. Please, thank you. Okay. I'm not. I'm just going underdog. I'm not going atomic dog. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it safe coming out the coming out the gate. Yep. All right. 30 points is a whole hell of a lot of points to be favored by. Give me the Indiana Hoosiers plus 30 against Ohio State. Wow. That is a lot of points, especially when Ohio State hasn't figured out who their quarterback is right. yet. So that either means, A, it's really close, or, B, they don't have a quarterback. Hmm. Wes, you ready yet? No. Okay. So – we all know that since I was a kid, I was a Florida Gator fan, right? Jaders. Sorry, it's the Florida, Jaders. Florida Jaders fan. Now, Florida's going on the road to Utah this year. They are currently a six-and-a-half-point dog to Utah. Who arguably is the, one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Yeah. Problem Pac, is, Pac-2 or whatever they we are. don't know if their quarterback is going to play or not. Now, with that being said... I still do not believe in the head coach for the Gators, Jaders. Jaders. So, therefore, I am not picking this game. I'm going with my new favorite team. I knew you were. The Nebraska Cornhuskers plus. Are you going dog? Seven and a half. Atomic dog. And I'm going to atomic dog it, baby. (laughs) We're getting off to the right start with old coach Matt Rule. Interesting. And Wes still isn't ready. There's only so many games, Wes. Okay. This is the most. Listen, all the buildup you had for Prick Beamer <laughs> has been. You've let the air out of the proverbial balloon. Wah, wah, wah. I think I see mine. Are so, you sure? Look through uh, the bifocals. Let me look through the bottom of my glasses. Hawaii is a favorite. No, take it back. Stanford is. Three and a half. Where did it go? Hold on. Oh, I told you. Here's 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 Okay. I'm not going atomic dog this week. I'm just going to pick against the spread. Uh, my underdog pick. I think UMass covers the 35 points they are given. That's a lot. Uh, and um, covers over Auburn. Can you imagine that you start a game and, you know, if you're like, like my team, like you bet UMass, it's like, I'm already up 35 to nothing. Right. You have to score 36 points. That's true. For me not to win this bet. That's true. That's true. So, and of course, the double or nothing bet that, that, that old Mountaineer Muncie and myself have is I have the Pennsylvania State knitting lines. Pennsylvania State University, don't you? Uh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Pennsylvania State University knitting lines against hot seat Neil Brown and um, West Virginia Mountaineers, 20 and a half. And I said, give me the knitting lines plus 21. They're going to, they're beating the Mountaineers by, by three touchdowns plus. I, I listened I to a lot that. of. Uh, college football talk the last week or so, there is a lot of people that are leaning towards Pennsylvania State University winning the Big Ten and being in the playoff. This is arguably James Franklin's best team he's had since he's been at the, the crazy part the about it is a lot of people have them and Ohio State. Like, where the heck is Michigan at? 
Michigan, we've talked about this. They're the only team returning their entire team. Yeah. So, not, I don't know. I not don't, their head coach. I don't trust head. Ohio State not having a quarterback yet. Right. So, anyways, that is – we got – I don't uh, trust Ryan Day just for, me, just for me and Ryan Day. So, the Louisville-Georgia Tech game was a wash. The UTS-Houston game was a wash. UNC-South uh, Carolina. Neil went UNC versus everybody else at South Carolina. And then on the LSU-FSU game, I'm the only one that picked Florida State. Everybody else went LSU. I, I won't be surprised if LSU wins that game. But you're going to find out in a minute who my ACC pick of the year is. So. I'm guessing it's Florida State. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and See, then we've got the the uh, atomic dog by me and Adam and just a straight-up dog. So, but before we get there, even it's it's five versus eight. So whichever team loses, it's not in conference yet. That team could still make the playoffs. Yeah. So just because one of those two teams is going to lose doesn't mean that their national oh. tournament playoff implications are shot. And totally agree. The one good thing about it is, is this is the last year of the four team playoff. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're going to see more of these matchups because this game, this this loss, isn't going to matter as much as it does now. in college basketball. You know what they call that? A good loss. Yeah. Which is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. It was a good loss. Yeah. yeah I there wonder, ain't no loss that's a good loss. I'm glad you said that. I wonder if they're going to come out with some sort of RPI or something like that eventually for college football since they are going to 12. Well, no. It's still gonna, they're going to tell you these are the these are the four SEC schools we're taking. <laughs> but These are the four Big Ten schools but we're just taking. But like, just like they do LSU and, F, and FSU this year. This is starting the one team the Pac-2 that's Starting going. off. And they, let's say they lost another uh, SEC team. So they'll have two losses. There could still be the possibility they get into the, you know, the 12, ne- uh, not, not this year, but next year. You know, I, it, you're right. I do think In that there's going to be. from now, it's going to be 16. There, there's going to be more of those matchups coming in the years to come yeah. early in the season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so now what we're going to do, we're going to we're going to do our preseason picks. We're going to pick the the conferences, the conference champions or the conference champions. We're going to pick who's going to be in the playoffs, who's going to win the national title, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, and what you're most looking forward to this year. Following, and can we do that? One Adams, first? Adams was not what I anticipated. Well, can we do what for? Can we do what? What are we looking forward to? My my answer would be easy. <coughs> Football. <laughs> That's such an old man answer. Thank you. you Although were, I you like said it. what I was thinking. I'm looking forward to football. It's been it's so long. It's time of year. I, get to I like watching them big, strong boys. Did you watch Week Zero, which is the stupidest thing in the No, world? because it doesn't exist. Week Zero does not exist. <laughs> because it's mathematically impossible. You can't have Week Zero. Week Zero. Come on down. Come on down to Week Zero. Uh, it's like, uh, there's only, there's only one football. place I'm coming on down to. I love football. You know what else I love? I love watching... Strapped young men, gear up, <laughs> and slab meat. Is that, that oh Ronnie Garvin's <laughs> take on it? You ain't talking to Wes Crouch. You're talking to Ronnie Garvin. I want you. I want to touch your body. 
What a promo. No, everybody's going, Ronnie Garvin. Hands of stone, Ronnie Garvin. Did, did he did he coach like did he coach Michigan back in the day? No. Before Schnellenberg? No, what he, happened there? He was he was ten pounds of gold world champion. And then he came to the WWE and he was rugged. Rugged Ronnie Garvin. And he wore a he wore a, a weird like ankle protector that was supposed to protect him from being put in the figure four. Still, as a kid, like I looked at it, I was like, that didn't even make sense. <laughs> what are you doing? Ronnie Garvin. Rugged. I don't want to touch your body. I want you. <laughs> I want to touch your body. He had no idea what he was trying to do. He was like, oh, oh. And then you got Sid Vicious. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. You're half the man that I am. <laughs> and I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> well, just go ahead and do some I was Scott gonna, Snyder I was math. Say, and then you got Snyder math. <laughs> 33 in the third. <laughs> You take 33 to third plus 33 to third, you get 67 and a half. <laughs> it's like, and you know the best part about it, I've told you all this, the best part about the Scott Snyder math promo is he just comes off of this off the top of his head. Oh, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. And I'm how the people around him kept a straight face <laughs> while he's sitting there making up uh, all these nuns like, did he make any sense? <laughs> but if you do the math, it kind of works out. It does. Which is miraculous, right? If you don't know, look that up on YouTube. It's worth it. <laughs> it is a good promo. Look up look. the Jay Lethal <laughs> Ric Flair woo off. Woo! I am a firm believer every math teacher should start the year showing the video of the Scott Steiner math. <laughs> That's good. To figure out how this problem works. Yeah. Hey, extra credit. I'll give you an A if you figure out how this works. <laughs> I think it's I think it's worth twenty bonus points Absolutely. that you can be placed anywhere you want to if you can get up and recite you the should, Steiner math. You should talk. Promo. You should talk to your uh, math teachers and, and like, tell them that. If you have a kid that gets up in front of class and and recites the Steiner math promo, I'll give them twenty bonus points they can use anywhere throughout the year. Yeah, Ooh, I like it. I, I I love it. So, anyways, all right. So let's move on. Let's start with the SEC. Who's going to win the SEC championship? Are we talking about who's who's going to win the East West? Or who's the outright winner? Last year, we just who was going to win the SEC, but you can say who's who it is, and and then but I'm keeping track of who wins the SEC. All right, Pepal. I am not going to say Georgia. It, I I too am not saying Georgia. I think I'm going to say LSU. Okay. I cannot root for Georgia and that youngster. As a quarterback, he's twelve. He is. I am twelve. You've seen the bitch. He is movie. not ran. Maria. <laughs> he is not. He he. With the first time somebody get he hits him, he's gonna be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Until he comes out and he's a baller. He's a pimple face baller. He, he could one hundred percent prove me wrong, but I think LSU's going to shock the world. I think Stetson Bennett's his stepfather. <laughs> Great. All right, Sean, who you got? Well, I don't really like making this pick, but until they lose, I'm not picking against them. I'm going to say Georgia. Okay. Who does uh, Mountaineer Muncie got? That's what I was looking here right now. 
Um, he also has Georgia. And like our good friend, what is his name? Lee Corso. Not so fast. I, too, don't think it's going to be Georgia. It, it, it's going to be hard to, like, and I definitely don't think they're going to repeat as national champions. To, to repeat three times as national champions in this era of college football is just ridiculous to even think about. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think you're going to be able to count out Nick Saban and Alabama. I think they're going to have something to say. But I think the winner of the SEC, University of Tennessee. Wow. wow. You're putting you're putting a lot of a lot of weight on uh, old Joe Milton's shoulders. Have you seen the size of Josh Heupel? He's got a lot of weight. He does have a lot of weight. <laughs> okay, I mean, and Tennessee's literally the only team on Georgia's schedule that is scary, other than maybe Kentucky. I, Kentucky's a dark horse to win the SEC East. Yeah, I, I mean. The fact that Vanderbilt could not run the ball against Hawaii and their leading rusher who rushed for over 1,000 yards went to Kentucky behind an offensive line that knows how to run the football, that dude can – I mean, you could be looking at him offensive running – Offensive line's going to be much improved this Let's year. hope. No, it's much improved. Let's hope. Well, <laughs> I they mean do have, – They do have two super, even with, super seniors on there. Well, e- even with last year, the kid can, can – we ran the ball last year. Yeah. So, I mean, we've always been able to run the ball. That was just fumble Rodriguez. He just couldn't hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Fumbles. All right, so let's move on to the Big Ten. Big Ten. Adam's got Michigan. I'd be surprised if Michigan wasn't the the pick here for everybody. I mean, I've got Michigan. Yeah. I don't bet against I think Penn State is the only uh, competition to that. I don't bet against Harbaugh at this point. I don't either. I think – With with the core that he's got, with Corman and with McCarthy. I'm going to go on and spoil some stuff here. I think Michigan wins the big 10 and more. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Should have transferred. Should have transferred USC. (laughs) Yeah. Big 12. Hook 'em horns. Yeah, I'm going Texas <laughs> in their last year in the big in the in the Big Twelve. I think um, um, Six Pack Sark gets them back to the. I guess not back to gets them to the playoff for the first time. I, I think I actually said last week that it's Texas's to lose um, when we were talking about the Big Twelve. I, I think it's Texas to lose. I do think that they're going to have a pretty good game against Baylor. Other than that, I don't. I don't think there's anybody in their way. Are you forgetting the team that won it last year? TCU, Kansas State, TCU, yeah, Kansas State, uh, TCU. Yeah, but Kansas State's the one that won it. Yeah, but TCU was the national championship runner. That's true. But Kansas, Kansas State, State won the Big Twelve. Kansas State also lost their. Uh, superstar running back. Have they? That's on the Cowboys. Deuce. 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 Um, did they bring Bill Snyder out of retirement yet? No. Okay. Just curious. It's coming. <laughs> no, I, I think. Tell they, them I'm coming. I think they like the, the, the new coach. And I'm bringing hell with me. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas State. I, I don't believe in Texas. Sorry. They got six packs, sir. Okay. You leave them alone. He might be drunk on the sidelines. You'll be laughing at the end of the year when I'm right and you all are wrong. No. I didn't laugh now. Pack 12. He I did. did. Who does Adam got? Oh, I just wrote it down. He's got Texas. Pack 12? Pack 12. Last time. Last time. Before they run it back with a pack two. Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to go with the Trojans. I'm going to go with USC. Okay. I spoiled this last week. Um, I think the Spicy Duck Dippers win the Pac-12 and more. He also has the USC Trojans. The USC. I think it is also Oregon. And the Spicy Duck Dippers. Well, hey, whenever... It's USC, and you guys are left with the big O face. <laughs> I'll let you quiver on the sides. Okay, and ACC. This is probably the tightest race. That's what she said. <laughs> Adam, Adam's got Clemson. Whoa. I, too, am going to go Clemson. I think Dabo writes the ship. Well, he thinks it's because of Garrett Riley being named the OC. I mean, but it's still the head coach, Dabo. I think he writes the ship. Well, I've already told you who my pick is. I, I think Seminoles and Florida State. I think Florida State is right there. And, and, like, when we did our 2023 prediction show back earlier this year, I picked Florida State to, to win the ACC. So, I'm not going to change now. They've given me no reason not to. Not that I want to root for them. I'm, I'm not because I hate Florida State. But I, I think Norvell's got them in, in a good spot. I'm going to go with Florida State also because I don't think that Clemson <laughs> has a defense like they have had two, year, two years ago. Uh, for some odd reason, I don't. I don't know what what the deal is. I don't know if they're young. I don't know what ha- what happened. They don't have Venables. <laughs> That's what happened. Well, I mean, he's getting ready to be available. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hiring right. back. He'll probably come back. So I think. I think it's going to be Florida State. Also, I, I feel like for some odd reason, there's going to be a team in the ACC that's going to sneak up on us. Whether that's UNC, because there's a lot on on Drake May. It, it uh, could be I don't North Carolina State because that quarterback was the kid that was at um, Virginia. Uh, God, I totally just drew a blank on what his name is. He transferred to North Carolina State where his head coach or at, at Virginia is now the OC at North Carolina State. So they're back together, and it was the year that he had like his career year. Did he just uh, <laughs> Um, touching back on the Pac-12 for a minute. Also, don't count out Washington. I'm very close to being the pick there as well. Do they still have their quarterback? Michael Penix Jr. They yes. do, but here's the really problem. good. Their top running back got hurt here in the preseason, right. and they don't know how long he's out. That's the reason why I did not pick them over Oregon. They're a they're going to be a sneaky. Their a sneaky bowl choice. game was a really good bowl game. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah.
I was looking for the quarterback real quick because it's going to bug me now. I I think you know. Oh, because, Brennan Armstrong. Because I you know I think Syracuse Hills boy. I think Syracuse could be good again. <laughs> I think uh, Virginia Tech could be better. No, uh, you know it, it, there's no. just a lot of teams there that could surprise. So, but I think it's still Florida State. I, I think it's Florida State, Louisville, Clemson, and for and. Uh, North Carolina State. I think, think that's the only. You think Louisville is is there already? <coughs> They're going to be better. Louisville, oh, yeah. ACC is going to be bad. There's, there's only going to be a couple of teams. Pittsburgh's always right. uh, yeah. a, a contender. But I mean, I keep hoping that this is going to be the year that you does you things, and I, maybe because football is better when teams like the U, well, Florida State, are good. This is his uh, yeah. second year. Yeah, from coming from Morgan. The head coach. He came from Oregon to. Oh, I thought you said yeah. coming from Morgan, and I was no, like, he no. did say that. Coming from, oh, I, if I said, I meant to say Oregon. Maybe yeah. I put in Morgan in there because I, mean, I you know, listen. Sorry, I, we've been. You thinking, check your crystal ball, and uh, <laughs> there it is. You might see the Hurricanes. It's true. You know, fighting for a position in the yeah. ACC championship game. Okay, college football playoff. Who's your four teams? My four teams are Oregon, Michigan, LSU, and Texas. Who's playing in the national championship? Michigan and Oregon. And who's winning that game? You got Oregon winning it all? You just said you're not going to bet against a hardball. You're right. I was going. I'm. I'm. Don't make. But he also up. said last week I gave it away that Oregon's going to win this and more. Yeah, more. Uh, he, they're going to win. They will win one more game and then lose <laughs> in the national championship to Michigan. Neil, I have Michigan, LSU, USC, Tennessee. And who's in the national championship? USC, Michigan. And who's winning? Michigan. All right, let's see what old Adam here has. That was the only thing, that was the only tune that I learned in band was the Michigan fight song. So Adam has Georgia, Michigan. Texas and Clemson in his football playoff. He has national championships, Georgia versus Texas, with Georgia going back to back to back. Uh, man, it's super hard. It would be. <laughs> That's what she said. Sorry. I, I crack myself up sometimes. It's super hard in this time, uh, in this era, to go back to back to back. I mean, it's difficult to go back to back. I, I would be super shocked if Georgia did. Of course, they're an SEC school. I'd love it for the SEC, but I just don't know. Well, I am going to go F, uh, Florida State, Michigan, Oregon, and Georgia in the playoffs. And I'm going to have Michigan and Georgia in the national championship game. And I got Michigan winning it all. 
I just feel like that it's the perfect situation for him because he's going to win the national championship and ride off into the NFL. We're never going to see him in college ever again because he's tired of playing their stupid games. Well, because they, they just won't leave him alone. Yeah. It's like Trump. They won't leave him just alone. Just leave him alone, man. Just just let him be there in Ann Arbor and just leave him alone. And let's see. So we got one last thing, and that is our Heisman. I think it's J.J. McCarthy. I was like, who is that? Uh, I, I also, I, also I, I will say, I think your surprise person on that panel is going to be the kid from Washington. Michael Penix Jr.? Yes. It's funny you say that because that's who my pick is. Oh. Yeah. Um, he's got Marvin Harrison Jr. as his – Heisman winner. It's going to be hard to win the Heisman when you don't know who's going to throw you the ball. <laughs> That's my. That, when I read that, that was my thought was probably going to be hard to do that when you don't know who's going to be throwing you the football. Well, I mean, since you threw around prediction show, I predicted way back when that Caleb Williams goes back-to-back. You did. Um, I want to go Joe Milton. I think Joe Milton's going to have a, have a fantastic year. Obviously, if you have them going as um, far as you do. Michael Penix Jr. is going to have a fantastic year. But, I mean, what kind of man am I? I'm a man. I'm 38. (laughs) (laughs) To go back on a prediction that I made. So, it's not just a prediction. It's a spoiler. Caleb Williams is running it back. I think he'll be there uh, on the – with – McCarthy with he Penix will, with you know him. He and, will be there just based off he's a returning Heisman Trophy winner. And I think that Harrison will be there too, regardless of who's throwing in the ball, because I think he'll get enough. His last name is Harrison. His whole name is his dad's name. They're going to put him on there, even if he has you know as long as he has. Eight, no, his whole name actually has and, a junior on it. Right, so it's not it's not necessarily. So. Right, but still, <laughs> it's Marvin Harrison. I know I'm junior being a butthole, but. Uh, but uh, it ought to be a pretty good race this year. Now, now this, this next part was literally just for show purposes, right? Because I, I, I really wanted to see what – Shiggles. Yeah. Just for shiggles. I wanted to see what <laughs> like Adam that. was going to say to see if just his would be the same. it all together. <laughs> but I wanted to know, what are you most looking forward to – out of the college football season, and don't you dare just go with football. I'm looking forward to them strapping strong men, putting on that helmet and them pads and tight pants. I won't touch your body. And I'm looking for them touching each other's body and just getting sweaty and rubbing all over each other. That was Wes's response. Yeah. Sounded just like it. <laughs> He's looking forward to Tennessee like winning a, a national championship. It sounded like, uh, oh boy, in Talaga, in, it, it sounded like uh, oh boy in Talladega Nights. What's your boy? Uh, Pierre Escargo? No, it sounded, that did it not sounded sound like, like Pierre. Uh, Ricky Bobby? Yeah, it sounded like Ricky Bobby. That did not Bobby. sound like Ricky Bobby. No, it sounded like Wes Crouch in two years. Old man. There's, some, there's somebody else. It did not sound like, maybe. I want you to beat me, Ricky Booby. No, not Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good Um. It wasn't my. This says Howard oh, Cosell. You know what? It sounds like his character in. 
I cannot. I can never think of the name of that movie. That's got Danny McBride in it, and it's got Craig. uh, What's his name in it? And 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 Will Ferrell plays a cameo, and he talks just like that. And he's a car salesman. You all know that I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. You got me lost. You're having an old man moment right now. So again, what are you looking forward to? I'm look. I don't know. I mean, I I, I'm looking forward to finally. You know. This is the final year of of the Pac-12, the, the Big 12. Campaign. You know, it's the final year of of four oh, big conferences. It's, it's the being, final year of college football as we have known it. Yeah, for forty years, right? And 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 because that's all getting ready to change in a the snap of a the finger. playoff is changing. All these uh, teams are changing. Uh, it's funny that you did that because I did that before the the coaches show and the. Volume went out, and I thought I killed this, the thing when I snapped like, my finger. I am Thanos. I was like, Were you I'm surprised not- when you said Thanos, and all the all the girls went, "Oh yeah, Thanos." I was like, "Oh, they, oh, they were on it. They, they were them, hip. Give, they were give hip. them credit." But anyways, um, I'm a geek. All of these, all of these schools changing conferences. Yeah, it it's gonna it's changing forever, right? So I, I'm 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 curious to as well to see. Um, where that goes. Yeah. All right. So what are you picking? So I'm really intrigued by the new head coaches in some key spots. Right. Matt Rule. Him. Also, uh, what's his face in Wisconsin? Um, oh, crap. Uh, what's his Luke. Name? Yeah, Luke, Luke Fickle. But I, but I, I think I'm most intrigued to see – what Dion is really about Ooh. in Colorado, uh, and and I really was surprised that Adam did not say that, um, because here's the funny thing: like we we've talked about this, we've looked over the schedule. They come out and they're over unders three and a half wins. They're already super dogs the first three or four weeks of the season. In most matchups, they're going to be twenty plus point underdogs, and the. The consensus from most people in the professional field, I'm doing air quotes, is they're not going to be very good this year. And a lot of people have picked the under on the three and a half. And and I'm just like, man, with as much hype as Dion has brought in, if they win three games, that's got to be considered a failure, right? I mean, not necessarily. They would be trending in the right direction. Yeah. So I, I think that's what I'm I'm really intrigued because because what I mean what does it look like if they go eight and four win a bowl game you know yeah because you're Katie, talking bar the door even if they go six and six gigantic schedule and make ahead a bowl. Of them, right so I I just I think it's very intriguing to to see the fact that they're going to be big time underdogs in most games that they're across the board on. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I am interested to see what Matt Rule can do in Nebraska. He didn't have quite the rebuild because we talk about that team was supposed to win nine games last year. And then they got beat in Ireland. Yeah, and and Scott Frost obviously was not the coach for that team. So he he did not have the turnover in the roster that Colorado did. We're going to see that week too because they're going to go head to head on this. We'll see what they're made of. So I think it'll be interesting. A lot of people giving Luke Fickle and Wisconsin like 
possibility of winning the West. Like, man, that's a big flip over. I mean, he's going from a small school in Cincinnati. Let's see what he can do there, too. So I'm intrigued by a lot of these new coaches. And I, I know that we've got uh, Venables. A lot of people don't agree, but I think he's on the hot seat. I think uh, what's-his-face at uh, Texas A&M, uh, Jimbo Fisher, is on the hot seat. Obviously, Neil Brown is on the hot seat. Just for men, Ryan Day, if he loses to Michigan again, I, he's, he's I would, gone. I would agree with that. And then um, Billy, Billy Napier at Florida. Napper. I, I, I think if he goes 500 – that he's going to be on the hot seat too. And I, we've talked about this. It's not his fault that we lost that quarterback, but he's the one who got blamed for it. So, What does Adam pick? Adam, that's funny. So Adam said that he's most looking forward to Neil Brown coaching his last game. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I am oh, okay. actually picking – The last ride of Nick Saban. I think this is Nick Saban's last year. You've said that. You, we said that the I, last. I, I think things are changing so much, and things have already changed a lot. And he's been vocal about him not liking the changes. Uh, I think that's why I keep saying don't count out Alabama. I would. It wouldn't surprise me to see them be back in the playoff. Uh, but I think at the end of the year he's going to reevaluate, and I think it's going to be looked at as. The last ride of Nick Saban. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I saw you just sent that. I, I, I forgot all about the dark horse. Well, and, and I didn't – It as you were talking, I was like, I think I left somebody off my list, but I like them better as a dark horse. Yeah. So, do you have a dark horse um, team for the national championship off the top of your head? Alabama. That's a dark horse. I mean, the last couple of years, they would they would be considered a dark horse right now. Adams was uh, Kansas State. <laughs> what a look! Um, I think I, I concur with Adam. After the last week's last week's game, I think Notre Dame found themselves a quarterback, and I think that Notre Dame could be a uh, dark horse. That's who Sean's picking. <laughs> That's who I was going to say. I mean, yeah. if you want me to pick a darker horse, I can. No, you're you're fine. Uh, I can go real dark if you'd like. I'll go with a dark horse. I'll go to Washington. Yeah, I'll do that one. I mean, I know Alabama's got their height, their typical Alabama height, but they I, haven't been Alabama I, teams lately. You're right. I honestly right. think that it's going to not be a great season for Alabama. And, and and a lot of people seem to think that. I don't know that they have a quarterback. Like, it's, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, it's it's I mean, hard. Filling these quarterback roles year after year is harder than putting in a new defensive lineman that you've had been sitting on the bench for two That's years. That's very true. Well, and That's so very true. I think – all that combined, like I said, I think ultimately this is the swan song of Nick Saban. And and when he retires, what a gaping hole he's going to leave in college football. You're right about that. As You're I right about that. Am. I think that Kirby Smart is fulfilling that. Yes. But the next big story will be who f- who – secedes Nick Saban at Alabama because what do they always say? You never want to be the guy that follows the guy. We talked about that last week with nobody else here, and I said, I think, I think the rest of us would concur 
about who should be the next quarterback, uh, next coach of the Alabama. And that is? You drop a name, I'll tell no, you. No, you tell me. You, you're already speaking for me who you concur. I said I think. I didn't... Okay, who do, you, who, who do you think it is? Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> you're right. It, just, I think, it makes 100% sense. I think, and, and, and I've told you all this, that's why he didn't go to Auburn. Because he knew if he went to Auburn, he doesn't get the Alabama chance. He's too hated at yep. that point. I think, aside from Urban Meyer, well, yeah, I think Lane Kiffin is the one dude that could come come in and keep Alabama where they are. Yeah, I do too. Because I think anybody else that's going to be, it's going to be a step back. I think he's got the offense and the mind to be able to take that next step. You know, getting into Alabama and continuing the recruiting that. Saban does, and with that recruiting, he can be like, "We're a little bit new, you know. We're gonna play, we're gonna play, you know, a little bit more in the air. We're still gonna have good running backs, but a little bit more in the air. We're gonna take the next step and be be more modern." Right. He has no plans to be at Ole Miss long term. I agree with that. He's like hotty top. He's not. He doesn't have plans to be long anywhere long term. Oh, I think he'd be at Alabama long term. If he can win, I think he can win. Oh, he he would have plans well, to be long term. Now, I mean, you know, if it's for some not going to be um, Dabo. Dabo, no. no. I think Dabo. And at this point, um, what's his face from Georgia is not going to. No, why would he go back? There's no reason Kirby leaves Georgia. Yeah. No, I mean, um, but I think Dabo is actually. What did uh, Christian Bale's version of Batman say? You uh, you either. Uh, Die a hero or stay long enough to become a villain or something along yeah. those lines. And Dabo is on the verge of being the villain role yeah. at Clemson. And you want to be like, bro, like, look where you were when he took the job. The problem with Alabama's job is, and they've always said, you don't want to be the guy after the guy. I think I and just he said is, that. Did you, say, did you say that? I'm sorry. Um, but, um, uh, Nobody, you know, I'm the no, oldest man on this show, but I swear I don't. It doesn't act that way sometimes. They're going to build a statue. It's going to be Bryant Denny Nick Saban Field, or or, or or stadium, or I mean, it. Oh yeah, you know it, what? At this it point, might be Bryant Denny. Uh, is it Bryant Denny Stadium? It might on, be in Nick, Nick Saban Field. It might, other than other than them buying out the naming rights and giving it to some, you know, which is very possible. Nick Saban is going. I mean, Bear Bryant is basically. This is going to. Bear Bryant is basically an afterthought at this point. Yeah, Nick Nick Saban. Nick Saban is the best coach and be, the best coach by far of all at time. Al, of, of all time of all time. Mm-hmm. And he was at Alabama. Mm-hmm. So, but Lane Giffen is arrogant enough to, to think, think he that he could go in there mm-hmm. and continue that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's never going to be good because you're never going to live up to Nick Saban. Ever. Ever. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would ever get the job, but my dark horse pick for that job at Alabama would be Urban Meyer. But he would only have it for three, four years. Until he had another heart issue. Yeah. But, oh, God, we're losing three games. I don't think he'll. Go, I don't think they would go after him, 
but he would be a guy that could take the job and win there. I think Nick's. I think uh, Urban Meyer put the nail in his coffin a couple years ago and was like, oh, I better Come just on grind on me. <laughs> right. I think As he, he just sat there, old man style, in the like, on the bar stool. Nothing's happening. And you know what makes it look worse is Doug Peterson's taken the exact same team, essentially. Took them to the playoffs. Took them to the playoffs. Yeah, Urban Urban Meyer's a clown. And now you gave Trevor Lawrence a legit weapon in Calvin Ridley? Yeah, because he didn't really have one last year. I mean, you all have seen the videos of the difference in Calvin Ridley running routes and And Zay Zay Jones Jones running routes. Oops. And (laughs) I think we goofed. Can we go find some more games that Calvin Ridley bet on and suspend that dude another year? <laughs> and you got him a thicky to go in the back backfield because Travis. Uh, can can we never use the word thicky again when you're talking about a male? No, his name is Tank. I don't care. It's not thicky. <laughs> That's like going and buying one of those brooms. It's like a quickie. You're not. We shouldn't be talking about them or thickies here. Uh, the only thing that would make it better if it was a thicky in Deshaun Watson's backfield. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a ticky, but they do have a chub. Hey, so uh, real quick, we need to do our two-two sweet treats dog of the week, right? Dog. That's true. I have an I have an idea, and this is a little out there. Okay. So I happen to be scrolling through the face page, and um, during COVID, there was a face page that was created. Kentucky kids matter. Okay. And it was a bunch of disgruntled parents that were just getting on there and griping. Right. Well, it's turned into like a sports page. And um, I read it today, and this kid does not currently play in the state of Kentucky, but is from Kentucky. So just witnessed the sweetest thing today. We were leaving Walmart, and there was a car with a Kentucky tag stopped in the middle of the lane in the parking lot. We were trying to figure out what was going on. There was a young man with his uh, Jacksonville State football shirt on that had stopped his car to get a – uh, to get back out and help an older lady load her groceries. This is the only Jacksonville State player from Kentucky, so it must have been him. It made my heart happy seeing good in the world. That guy's DeMarco Hopkins. He's a redshirt freshman. Baxter, Kentucky, played at Harlan County. Harlan County boys know. That's that good old-fashioned Eastern Kentucky right. hospitality. Yep. I mean, so. He's from the mountains. The the fact that he noticed. So that's Rich Rod's team that just won this past weekend, right? I believe so. Jacksonville State? So, I, I you know, you think about that, you think about, you know, teenagers and college, they get such a bad rap a lot of times that they do more good than bad, uh, n- despite what people try to tell you. And then you see it, you know, you you hear about football players and they, they're thugs and they're arrogant. And they do, you know, But then, you like, he saw a need. He saw an older lady. She was obviously struggling to put her groceries in the cart. Uh, he parked his car, got back out, helped her load the groceries. That's pretty, that's pretty big. So... He's my pick to be the dog of the week. Well, my nominee was um, the kid that hit the walk-off home run in the Little League World Series for California. California had, had, had advanced into the, the final game. They were up 5-1 to one over Chinese – or not Chinese Taipei, over uh, Curacao. Curacao ties the game in the top of the sixth inning, so it's 5-5. Five, five. And then this kid comes up and hits a home run. I don't know that it's landed yet. Yeah, he hit that ball so hard, um, and and hit a walk off, and the United States, you know, won. And you know, it used to be, it used to be every single year we the U.S. would lose in that championship game to Japan or Chinese Taipei. It's got to the point anymore 
we got some teams that are competing, yeah. and now it's it's back and forth pretty much every year as to who's going to win that. So that was going to be my nominee. Wes, do you have a nominee? I don't. I, I, I sent I sent the clip of the kid uh, hitting the home run. I think that's pretty cool, um, you know. But uh, I like yours too, because it's not every day that you find somebody that's got. <laughs> this is gonna sound bad. It's not every day you buy, you find somebody that's got a heart, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it's got. It's, they, it's a. It's he's a. He's been taught. Manners. Somebody along his way, mama, daddy, grandparents, coaches, somebody has taught the kid to be a respectable young man. I, not to get off the rails here, but I was, I was pretty proud of my son over the over the summer because he was hanging out with his friends. Um, they had come down here so they could eat Waffle House because there's not a Waffle House in Moorhead, which just shocks me. They have a Huddle House. Um, not the same. It's not the same. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was at Hoddle House. But he they, they, he was sitting, and there was a guy sitting by himself. I saw that. And he just said, you know what? I'm going to go over and talk to him. The guy was like 92 years old. And him and Mason just struck up a conversation, and Mason listened. And, and, and I... I it made me proud to kind of think I'm glad that I've that me and my wife has has instilled right. enough heart in him to do things like that. Right. I mean, because that that guy truly all he wanted was somebody to sit to listen. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, and so I, I like your pick. Sometimes you just have to do the right thing. You just have to do the right thing, even even if nobody's like the kid did not do that. For wrecking glory, it wasn't going to make Sports Center. He did not do that trying to be the two twos dog of the week. He did not unknowingly. I mean, look, here's what I believe: everything happens for a reason. I do too. Right? Somehow, some way, three years ago, you stumbled into a Facebook group of arguments that has turned into a good thing. Yeah. Right. And you just so happened to see it today before before I came here. I was scrolling yeah. through. So. To me, it was meant for, what would you say the kid's name was? His name is DeMarco Hopkins. It was meant for DeMarco Hopkins from Harlan, Kentucky to be the Tutu Sweets dog, dog of the week. week. I need a dog. I need a dog. I need a dog. So. And not a buddy dog. Well, that's a jam-packed show. Jam-packed. That, that was... There was a lot of sports in that. So next week we'll make up for it next week. Yeah, <laughs> next week we'll do our NFL predictions, and I'll I'm, make up for it with randomness. Right? Maybe I'll have another verse. Maybe we'll have a random thought, random dance. Oh, I said a random topic. Yeah. It works either way. So, anything else, guys? No. All right. Well, uh, Wes. You secured a new sponsor this week. You wanna you wanna shout them out? I did. We want to thank Casper Realty for um, for uh, taking up a silver sponsorship uh, for the year, and um, we are excited to Stack. bring bring them on and um, put out you know 
put out some of their um, properties that are for sale. The market is picking up. I've seen more signs going in yards and whatnot. And so, but I'm telling you right now, you see a sign going in the yard, you better jump on it. Caswellpruitt.com. Well, guys, good show as always. Catch you guys next week. Did you say Gucho? <laughs> Gucho. Gucho as always, baby. Gucho as always. Gucho. Stay safe, friends. <laughs>